Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Hello, Josh, my friend. You went to bed a little bit early, didn't watch the video game Awards live. I did. I've only had about six hours sleep or something, which sounds like Mad a lot, bad. but it's not. I just, you know, a bit early. What are you doing, man? Like, you, could, you could just get up early and watch it on the morning like me. There's like, no why are you that. putting yourself through this? You've got, you've, got got to spoilers. you've got to watch it live. It's 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 there's a whole thing. There's a whole energy to it. If you're watching something live and you see Twitter erupt and everybody exploding, you True. Get to see something like the perfect dark reveal or the new Mass Effect <laughs> at three a.m. in the morning. It's a little bit more special. I'm loving it. Um, so yeah, we just thought we we're pretty much going to deep dive on uh, Mass Effect and Perfect Dark and some of the more the bigger announcements that came out with the Video Game Awards. Um, but it was a hell of a show all around. So we'll just kind of kind of touch on everything. Sort of sweep the top off. Sort of sweep the the cream on, off the, the top of the. The pint, I've not had much sleep, but um, it's fine. <laughs> and uh, don't worry about it. And so, like, there's, Can't um, tell me, it's all right. It's okay. You can't you're doing tell well. It's all right. Yeah, so, yeah. like, there's things to touch on, um, you know, from the beginning of the show. Like, Sephiroth was the character that's going to be in Smash Brothers. Um, Back for Blood got shown off a full gameplay demo, which is yep. from Turtle Rock, um, which is literally them just doing another Left 4 Dead. Um, I can't believe how much it's like Left 4 Dead, man. Like, like it, it just is Left 4 Dead, and I'm happy for that. But even, it's like, from everything from the. Even, like, some of the animations, I was like. Even that's just someone reloading an AK-47. That looks like <laughs> someone reloading an assault rifle from Left 4 Dead. It was mm-hmm. it was weird, but I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I think it's just like Valvon doing Left 4 Dead. So at some point, someone at Turtle Rock was like, well, we're going then. Fine, we'll yeah. go and do it with someone else. Um, also, very quick shout out or quick mention, uh, V's car from Cyberpunk is in Forza Horizon uh, 4. You can get that on um, December the 11th. Um, so in terms of deep dive stuff, though, Mass Effect 4 got shown off. Although it's not called Mass Effect 4, it's called Mass Effect Will Continue. Lol. Weird title, eh, Scott? Hey. Huh? Good. I like uh, you in this morning said it is Mass Effect William Continue, which you know it kind Fantastic. of goes with the three. I don't think he was up th- until three a.m., but it had the three a.m. <laughs> vibes that it's it very deserves. three a.m. Yeah, I think um, this this thing made me tear up. This thing gave me yeah. Halo Three Master Chief emerges from the smoke energy. Um, I just it's. I don't know, I wasn't expecting to, to care this much considering how much I hated Mass Effect 3 um, and how much of an absolute tire fire Mass Effect Andromeda was. Um, but having gone back through the Mass Effect trilogy, I'm, in, I'm halfway through two at the minute. Um, it's always been one of my favorite franchises of all time. And it's in this teaser, they know exactly how to tease it out. Like, you know, they do the whole thing where they show that we're back in the Milky Way. You get to see Earth, you get to see the Citadel blown to smithereens, assumedly the mass, uh, mass relays are as well, um, which confirms that we're continuing directly on from Mass Effect 3. Um, yeah. 
you get to see the new ship, which is called the Mud Skipper, according to the uh, the key art. And some people data mine some of the artwork that's already out there um, to show that the ship's called the Mud Skipper. And then we get to see the N7, a piece of N7 armor. Um, and then it's revealed that it's actually Liara who's holding it. Uh, it could mm-hmm. be another Asari, but I'm pretty sure it's Liara, um, being that she's one of the only characters that could live long enough to, you know, it could, this could be a massive jump into the future, hundreds of years, and she'd still be alive. Yeah. Um, seeing Liara, though, just made me tear up. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, but it was the combination of the, the lovely little piano stabs uh, the music sort of stops you see Liara do a nice little smile and then a few little piano stabs um, and then Mass Effect so there's a little bit more in terms of uh, we get to see there's a Krogan a Salarian um, some people are saying it's an Angaran uh, an Angaran in the middle mm-hmm. um, for the other race um, could be human uh, could be Tyrion what do you think of the whole reveal oh dude like like you said it was so <laughs> lovely it had that Halo 3 kind of vibe like mm. even though the Mass Effect franchise hasn't been in the best place for this entire generation no you can't undermine just how important like those first three games like were one and two especially and how much love there is for that universe those characters mm. and that iconography so you get a trailer like this which firmly puts you back in that universe it brings up those old um, you know like the, like the shattered Citadel the shattered Mass Re- is the bit of N7 arm armor, like you said, mm. and bringing back Liara, it just hit every single note. Combine that with like, yeah, like the luscious score behind it. And I was getting goosebumps, man. Like, I'm, I'm so here <laughs> for this. Just, just smashed everything there. I'm being so excited about it. Um, like, I'm so here for it. And I didn't know uh, if I wanted them to continue the story of Mass Effect 3 or continue in that world because of how divergent the endings can be. But like mm. after seven years away from it or whatever, I'm I'm ready to return. I'm ready to go back and revisit it and build upon what that established. Like I have no idea where it's going to go. I have no idea how mm. Liara factors into it. But it was so cool to see it back, man. So so. Because I'm cool. trying to think in Mass Effect Three. Like obviously, uh, Morden could die. You know, like one of the ways that you could take that character when he goes to try and kill the Genophage, you could shoot him in the back if you're if you're a big old piece of S and I think that he, he can die anyway even when he um, goes to basically I'm trying to think which crew members could survive I think Liara yeah. age wise is one of the only ones that could but if they want to do if they want to jump hundreds of years into the future um, and make it so that whichever ending you picked doesn't necessarily matter um, you know they can just I, I assume that they'll have characters having conversations about what happened I just yeah. do you think they'll let us pick something at the beginning to say like oh what state is the galaxy in Maybe, I don't know, mm. it potentially threatens to undermine, it sounds so hard, I mean, like, we were talking about when they announced that they were continuing Mass Effect, and it was, mm. there were rumours swirling that it was going to be a proper continuation, I mean, mm. we were saying, like, how difficult would that be, it was difficult for them enough to factor in the decisions made across the original trilogy, so to take something as big as the ending of three in the three different kind of ways that could go with the synergy mm. control or destroy or whatever, like, it almost feels like they're, they would bite off too much. I'm sure they will factor in some decisions. I'm sure they'll let you kind of decide on what journey your Liara went through or whatever. But something mm. as big as the world state, I, I don't know. Maybe that would be <laughs> just way too much to bite off. Maybe they need some mm. kind of clean slate, even if they are continuing it to some extent, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, like, the, I like the idea of having one of the original crew members letting you sort of have those conversations of like, well, what happened? And as Liara, maybe you can 
I don't even know who you're going to play as, but I mean, you know, with Liara in those conversations, maybe you can choose to mold the galaxy around a conversation you have with her that sort of dictates what happened in regards to the synergy ending, the control ending, whatever it was. Um, I don't know. They need to get away from that stuff as much as possible, whilst also respecting the people who did like that ending, or at least like yeah. the ramifications of the way that stuff went. Um, but yeah, super promising stuff. Um, obviously, it's really early in development because they don't even have a name for it. It's just there's another Mass Effect coming, and it just says mm-hmm. we'll continue. Um, so I don't know whether they're going to go down the numbered route or whatever. We'll keep an eye on it. Um, I also there's obviously the big elephant in the room is that it's it's Bioware. Their track record has been god awful for this entire yeah. generation. Um, Casey Hudson has now left, who was the um, executive producer on the original trilogy. However, um, you know he left saying that he thinks the franchise is in good hands, and it's not like there's not other veteran staff members on the new team, um, like Mark Walters or um, I forget the uh, names of the other coders and stuff that have stuck around. So maybe maybe there's potential. Maybe it can be I, done. I can't believe how much hope I have for it, Scott Taylor. I didn't <laughs> expect to see a trailer at the Game Awards because we just got that tease, um, mm. you know, last month or whatever. I didn't expect them to have something, but it seems like with this and Dragon Age Four, even though there is a lot of things going on behind the scenes. It's almost like they've announced these two games to be like, look, <laughs> we're doing the stuff that you want. You know, we're going to do it well. Alive, and hopefully, guys. yeah, yeah. And hopefully that does turn into some really good games. Because I thought the Dragon Age 4 trailer as well was also mm. really promising, at least for me. We, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fly through some other stuff. We'll get to Dragon Age in a little bit. Um, one of the other massive things was Perfect Dark coming back. Yes. Um, which was revealed in the coolest way. It was almost like, because they, sh- they showed off that the uh, development team called The Initiative, which are, was always, were always working on another Xbox exclusive game and um, put together from veteran devs from various different studios um, under the Xbox brand. And then they sort of showed something that I thought looked a lot like Horizon. It was sort of like, yeah. I think the location was like Marrakesh or something, but it zoomed in from outer space or whatever, went down to this place. And it was kind of this like pseudo futuristic space age type world um, and then when they eventually get to like target locked or agent found or whatever and um, you hear the voiceover say that it's joanna dark and i yeah. freaked out at that point because <laughs> um, i was like oh my god like of course of course that's what it is of course that's what you were working on um and so yeah perfect arc is coming back i don't know how the hell they make that game feel like Perfect Dark um, in a completely different climate. Like, you know, that original game is obviously the most iconic version uh, or the iconic one. Not that many people care about Perfect Dark Zero. Um, but that late 90s feel of first-person shooting is so yeah. specific to GoldenEye and Perfect Dark because it came from Rare. Um, what's your thoughts on the old PD? Well, Perfect Dark is, is a weird one for me, Scott, because it's a mm. little bit it's slightly before my time. Like, for me, the first Perfect <laughs> Dark game I played was Perfect Dark Zero on the Xbox 360, Ooh, okay. but even then, I popped seeing this because the concept looks so cool. The idea mm. of, you know, jumping into the future, having this world that's been destroyed and then kind of, like, partially rebuilt or at least supported by these corporations, like it mentions in the trailer. Mm. You know, seeing Joanna Dark again at the very end, you know, those kind of cool first-person action sequences. It didn't show you too much about how the game will play or anything mm. like like that and I am kind of wary about how you can you know um, adapt Perfect Dark in 2020 like you said and I'm Mm. also wary about this being touted as you know that this quadruple A experience or whatever but I mean as a a trailer as a as like a as an introduction to this project like yeah it ticked all the boxes for me and made me excited about something that I might not have been otherwise you know When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Speaking of ticking boxes um, or making us excited, oh my god, I didn't, the, uh, Glenn Schofield is the dude that they brought on to introduce this, um, who yeah. Jeff Keighley mentioned as being like an ex-Call of Duty developer, or maybe I heard that wrong or something, but Glenn Schofield is the creator of Dead Space, um, and his new game is called uh, the, Callisto Pro- uh, the Callisto Protocol, um, which just looks like a mix. I got proper The Suffering vibes um, on PS2, Ooh, yeah. and it's like, that's only gonna, there's gonna be a fraction of people who play The Suffering, um, but The Suffering was like this demon-infested prison, and you played as this dude called talk um and talk spelled t-o-r-q-u-e um and you were just you know this whole idea of this infected prison you're trying to survive but you're also a con and you're trying to get out and everything um yeah the the um callisto protocol was like this weird space prison and then there was like a dude uh, in his cell that mutated into like the thing and he killed the dude that you were following at the beginning of the teaser it just looked pretty good it It really did i mean they were uh billing it is it the scariest game ever made or whatever they want to make the scariest thing that you've ever played Mm -hmm. and after that trailer scott i absolutely buy it because that thing genuinely looked like you said like a mix between the suffering and the thing you know it had that kind of grotesque alien body horror while also having this really interesting premise about you know playing as like these prisoners or whatever and i want to find out more i want to see what it you know looks like to actually play but like there was a there was way more surprising things here than i ever expected there oh, to be if that makes show. sense like there was no elden elden ring or any of silent hill or anything but the no stuff that they did show off 
was really interesting. All of the new IPs that they showed off were really interesting. And this mm. was a genuine highlight um, for me, not just because of the pedigree that it has going into it, but because of the concept and how it actually looks in this first trailer. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, tons of new IP. I mean, I think, like, obviously, Jeff Keighley knows to balance that stuff properly. Like, it's not yeah. all going to be big expected sequels and things like that. Like, you can tick those boxes. It's great to see Mass Effect back. It's great to see Dragon Age. Um, but I love the amount of screen time he gave to just new IPs, like new indie titles and new things that are coming as well. Um, we'll fly through um, the next few. Uh, Evil Dead, the game, is something that popped you. You said this might be your game of the show. Right, I know. That sounds ridiculous because it just looks like a, what, a co-op kind of like horde-based um, multiplayer shooter. Mm -hmm. But like, oh, I'm a huge Evil Dead fan in getting Bruce Campbell back. Getting those models on point, I genu genuinely thought it looked like visually really impressive. Getting mm. characters from the e Ash versus the Evil Dead TV series in there. Like, as an Evil Dead fan, I just, I want to play this so much. <laughs> and it might be like the worst 5 out of 10 experience, but I'm going to be there day one, Scott. You might Mark my words, How? it's going to be installed on my PlayStation and I'm going to be playing the crap out of it. I, was, I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't vibe with Evil Dead. I, I watched the um, the second one, which is the first one, and I just thought it was just all over the place, and it wasn't for me. But I know a lot of people. Love, I love um, what's called Bruce Campbell, uh, yeah. more for his cameos in Spider Man. That's my reference point for Bruce <laughs> Campbell. Um, but the the thing that I'm feeling that's in so many trailers now is the arbitrary like, oh, you think it's going to be story focused, and then four characters stand into frame together, and it's like, yeah. oh, it's, a, it's another squad based thing. Like, I guess that's just what we're doing now, regardless of what the IP is. I know what you mean. I do think Evil Dead kind of adapts to that a bit more because, mm. you know, especially Ash vs. the Evil Dead is kind of like this road trip where it's just this kind of action sequence after action sequence and this kind of gory chaos. And I think mm -hmm. you can get that with kind of like four players having all of these deadites swarming and you fending them off with chainsaws and boomsticks and all that stuff. I think it works kind of <laughs> well in that framing of mindless chaos. I don't think you could do like a story-driven dri single-player game, you know. I think that would get a mm. little bit stale. You could maybe just do like a third-person action game or something but we've kind of had those in the past we've had okay to middling to crap attempts at it before and i do think it's quite ballsy of this game just to be just to call itself evil dead the game just wiping out been, the playstation 2 games yeah, didn't even evil know. dead evil dead games before then but you know <laughs> i thought i don't know whether it's just because i'm a big evil dead fan or mm. what but this to me is kind of what i imagine friday the 13th was to friday the 13th fans i guess hopefully yeah. a bit more polished though it reminded me a little bit of the World War Z game, uh, which was like was surprisingly tight. Like the World well, War Z game, all the horde tech and everything like that it seemed to come together pretty well. Scott Telford, it's made by the same people who did World is War it? Z, which is why I think it's going to go down <laughs> that same route, essentially. But I'm, like I said, I'm here for that. World War Z mm -hmm. was kind of like, all right. I know Ben Roy quite liked it when it yeah. came out. He's a sucker for the zombies. Anything that lets him shoot a lot of zombies, he'll be totally yeah. fine. Um, next thing down, and like I said, we can fire through the rest of these. Uh, Returnal got a tiny gameplay demo, but at least it was in-engine. It was gameplay. Uh, now coming March 19th seems to be its release date that's locked in. Um, Returnal, I thought the gameplay for that looked a hell of a lot more chaotic than the initial tone, the initial sort of you know space survival horror type vibe that I got from the yeah. initial reveal. Um, whereas in the gameplay from last night, it was just full on. You're in like a small arena full of enemies just blasting the living hell out of everything. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that was partly to be expected for me because it's from mm. Housemark, who did um, a bunch of great kind of like side-scrolling yeah, like games, game Bullet stuff. Hell and stuff. Yeah, 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 mm. exactly like that. Um, and you can kind of see that style adapted here to a more <clears throat> third-person over-the-shoulder combat style. And I like mm -hmm. sort of zipping around, you know, firing off these shots, fighting against these enemies. It did kind of jar with what we'd seen before, but maybe they can blend those two styles really well because you don't mm. really 
necessarily need it to be action, action, action all the time. You can blend that in with kind of these more um, subtler or slower sequences where you're kind of taking in the atmosphere and you're mm-hmm. exploring this place or whatever. It didn't blow me away, but it looked mm. really solid for me. So much of their stuff has been like particle effects the game, uh, which is gorgeous, yeah. but like, it looks great. I, I'm curious what the hell they do with like a full-on, a bigger budget and more like more polygonal models and then blowing them up in a million different ways that just showers the screen in particle effects. Um, I think that could be really fun. Housemark do make really good arcadey uh, shooters. I'm sure they cancelled their Battle Royale game as well because that was like a direction they were going to go in uh, with all yeah, the money no they got what, from the 2D stuff. Yeah, I have no idea what happened with that. I remember it being I'm announced sure and then... Right, cool. Okay. Because just because it was like they were going to go down that route, it was that whole thing where they showed a teaser and all the soldiers had like swords and it was like, yeah, yeah. I guess you guys could do this. Like that's the thing everyone does. Um, but they they were also out there saying that no one plays uh, 2D arcade stuff anymore, so they're going to do something else. So I don't know. Hopefully it pays off. Returnal seems like it has a nice amount of momentum behind it, and at least we know that it's coming in March. Um, mm-hmm. The thing after that was Dragon Age, um, which I didn't. I wanted to see a lot more. Um, the kingdom that they showed, I thought looked a lot like the Disney castle in the Disney logo. Like that sort of um, now you like mentioned it. I didn't, didn't think about that, but now you mentioned it. Yeah, kind Just of, kind of, kind of. I uh, I don't. I I like Dragon Age. Fine. I don't like. I'm not. You know. I don't follow it like I do Mass Effect. Um, but the um, the teaser itself, like you know, there was even though they said it wasn't gameplay at the start, it then segued into lots of environmental shots. Um, and we saw um, like you know various parts of that. I don't know if that's a new kingdom that they showed, but like it seems like it's coming together. Yeah, I'm kind of like with you. Like, I'm not mm. a huge, huge Dragon Age fan. I really enjoyed um, Inquisition when that came out. But mm. I like what they're doing with the story, or at least what it seems like they're doing with the story. And they're kind of pulling away. You know, in the trailer's narration, it was like, you're not going to be someone with a magic hand like you were in Inquisition. You're not <laughs> going to be kind of fulfilling this prophecy. You're going to be this someone who doesn't usually take the hero role in these games, which is really cool for me because I'm not really a big fan of the kind of chosen one prophecy no. kind of style of narrative or anything like that. I like it when you have more agency and you have more decisions. And I think this is a cool way to move on from that a little bit and give the player, hopefully, more options and more agency in the story in a different way. Mm-hmm. And obviously on the Bioware side, like uh, Dragon Age you know, also lost one of their key creative members, uh, Mark Arrow, yeah. who's been with Dragon Age, with Bioware like for 20, almost 20 years or something. Um, so kind of like Mass Effect, it's like both of these franchises, it's, it's really going to be kind of like... What's the phrase like live or die, <laughs> ride or die? Yeah, I think uh, so. Or not, make or break, it. you know. Yeah, that's what the, make or break's the one I want, not ride or die. That's fast and furious. <laughs> Do you know why that's on my mind? Because Vin Diesel is in Arc Two, and um, yes. just to sort of get through uh, some of the remaining announcements. Uh, yeah, Vin Diesel got this ridiculous over-the-top trailer thing, which I thought was him, uh, his studio again, because he founded a video game studio called Tygon, um, and I thought that was going to be his grand return. Where I was like, this is the dumbest Vin Diesel type thing ever. Like, of course, he's a tribal warrior punching a T-Rex, um, and then he makes it. You know, he. he escapes to somewhere that then starts to rip off Horizon and there's all this tech underground and everything. Um, but then it's revealed that it's actually Ark 2. Um, so they're doing, yeah, I guess they're fleshing the Ark franchise out to be a little bit more like Monster Hunter in regards to sort of cross-branding stuff. Like we're getting an Ark animated show alongside yeah. Ark 2, the next game. Um, I've not played any of the Ark games. I don't know if you have. But no, I don't know no, it's a complete blind spot. But I thought Vin <laughs> Diesel looked really good. You know, that he was did. something. I enjoyed that. He's got a spear. Fan. He's got tattoos yeah. and stuff. He seems cool. But um, yeah, I mean, in terms of, um, obviously we covered the biggest announcements towards the start of it. The other stuff to throw in is that Disco Elysium is coming to PS4 slash PS5 in March 2021, which is something that me and Josh, I, I jumped off the seat um, when this got <laughs> announced because I thought they were going to say it was available at the end of the show and they didn't. Um, yeah. It's not available until March, but Disco Elysium just swept the game awards across 2019 um, and just seems to be one of the most recommendable RPGs there is. Um, but we've been waiting for it to come to consoles. Um, Open Roads is the next game from Fulbright. Um, the guy 
guys that did Gone Home in Tacoma, um, which has a really awesome art style where the characters are sort of drawn, hand-drawn, 2D style, um, but the environments are in 3D, um, which mm-hmm. I just I just love the idea of that. I want more games to experiment with unique art styles, you know, stuff like Octopath Traveler, like start meshing different things that we're used to, 2D and 3D, and see what you can get. Um, and I also want to give a shout-out to Scavengers as well, um, which I forget the name of the new studio that's putting that together, I think. Sorry, the game is called Seasons. The studio is right. called Scavengers. Um, that thing looks incredible, uh, which is just, it's a, very much a teaser, um, but it's kind of this like gorgeous cel-shaded looking game where you're playing as literally like a traveler going between different parts of the world, um, just taking in different uh, aspects of culture and wildlife and appreciating everything as much as you can. That thing looks stunning. Um, but overall, what did you think of the Game Awards? I thought that was a pretty good show. Yeah, I thought it was a really strong selection. You know, the big hitters that were there hit big. And mm. those smaller games, like there were a bunch of titles that I'm really looking forward to now, like that um, the game you just said. I've already forgot the name of the Traveller one. Seasons. Um, or seasons. seasons, that's it, that's it. That looked, th- that looked absolutely gorgeous from a pure art perspective. Yeah. And stuff like, um, you know, the, the, new, the new horror game from the Dead Space creators. It just has a nice spread, Scott, that's what I'll say. Like, <laughs> like a lovely cheese board, it had a nice like a, spread. Yeah. Like a yeah. fine brie. I think it was, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, this is one of the best game awards that he's put together, that Jeff's put together so far. I think um, he is a bit susceptible to giving in to, like, you know, saying yes to every single promotional opportunity there is. Um, but I feel like it's, it was worse last year. I think that he got a better balance this year, even though a lot of the awards, some of them were done during the pre-show, which is just crazy. Yeah. Um, and then some of the awards, it's like 20 minutes of reveals and stuff like that. And then just a sidebar of like, oh, by the way, this thing won best action game. Anyway, there's another trailer <laughs> over here. And it's sort of like, it's a little bit scattershot. Um, but overall, I thought it was a great show. Um, yeah, for, for now, though, uh, for me and you, this is our last in-person, on-camera news thing. And then we're done for 2020, I know. It's crazy. This is the last thing. Yeah, my last news video with you, Scott. <laughs> my last video of the day, I think. And I just before Sweet I go, Jesus. I don't want to get I don't want to get too mushy. You know what I mean? I don't want to get too mushy. <laughs> but I want to say, you know, I'm really really thankful to be able to do this with you, especially every Aww. single day. Because while I like doing all of the content, like this has been incredibly grounding to do every day. Like to wake up during this hell year to be able to mm. do this with you. For everyone like tuning in, I'm very very grateful. Very very thankful. It's been a total joy, and I can't wait. <laughs> To bring the news lads back again next year, mate. The um, it, it's been lush. I think um, of all the things across 2020, uh, like obviously we saw each other in person for the first time after like seven months when we did yeah. the Resident Evil stuff from across the room. We sort of did a distanced hug. Um, <laughs> can't wait to hug you, mate. That's one of the things I'm looking forward to. Um, it's on my list of things I can do when I when, after we get the uh, the vaccine and stuff. But yeah, it's on my Christmas able- list, man. <laughs> it's on the 2021 uh, New Year's resolution is just have a hug just be able to have a hug um, but yeah same back to you man I think we've um, kept each other going and I think everyone who's followed along obviously we've managed to spin it off onto the news lad stuff on the podcast side um, but it's been lush it's been lush just checking in every morning um, and we'll just keep it going we're pretty much signing off uh, in regards to the 2020 video news stuff we are going to try and pre-record some audio stuff so you know, keep an eye on the podcast feed uh, towards Christmas um, but for now Ivan's called from whatculture.com I mean, Josh from whatculture.com. And we'll catch you next time in 2021. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.